Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 267 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a software engineering manager for IBM who has worked in the IT industry for 15 years. His interests in computers began when his parents purchased a gateway PC in 1998, which led him to developing a few successful game modifications for Half-Life. He then went on to learn engineering concepts, C++, website design, and game modification tooling, setting the foundation for his IT career. So welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, Doug Arcuri. Thanks for having me, Phil. Doug, can you perhaps tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing and and, and why you eventually joined IBM? Yeah, Uh, so I'm an engineer manager at IBM based in New York. Uh, I've been in the industry, as you said, about 15 years, 10 of which uh, I was a software engineer, five being an engineer manager. Uh, I'm a part of the digital workspace engineering team, uh, and we provide tools for the IBMers for uh, locating uh, IBMers uh, and just sort of a whole tool set of uh, being able to um, work through uh, whatever they need. Uh, Our mission is to basically be able to find IBMers so IBMers can find other IBMers. Uh, We have a product called Blue Pages. So it's essentially a portal where an IBMer can look up other people and find experts. Uh, Mostly my job is uh, an engineer manager. So I uh, focus mostly on coaching, feedback, sponsorship, delegation, and growing others. Uh, I've been there for a few months. So, okay. So it's very recent for you. Um, So how are you finding it? How are you finding IBM as a company? Oh, I enjoy it. I think uh, one of the reasons why I joined IBM is that uh, really trying to learn from others and learning from experts in the field. Uh, so I've uh, you know been in the industry uh, uh, in many different companies, and we brought a lot of, or I brought a lot of uh, digital expertise to. Uh, I even worked in the automotive space for a little bit, but this is my first large technical company. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited to be there. Good. Okay. So Doug, can you share with us a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? Sure. Yeah. So um, I guess I'll reflect on a story um, at uh, a place called Dealer Track. Uh, so Dealer Track uh, was a company I used to work for. Uh, they focus on uh, software solutions for uh, car dealerships. And I specifically worked in the digital retailing space. Uh, and I was managing two uh, engineering teams at that time, building out uh, APIs from direct to consumer. Um, and um, at the time, you know, we were delivering quite a bit of uh, great software. Uh, we were hitting our delivery schedules, uh, but at the same time, I, you know, had some feedback saying, "Hey, are you building the best relationships possible?" So, my top career moment would probably be, "Don't be so purpose driven." Right. So, of course, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's very important to focus on the delivery, focus on the business. But at the same time, are you building the, uh, the best relationships possible? Right. I kind of reflect as an engineer manager, I'm still learning the role in a lot of ways. Uh, there's a, a, a podcast I listen to called Manager Tools. 
And they have this uh, great sort of philosophy called the manager's trinity. And the first part of the trinity is actually uh, getting to know people really well. So in order for a business to be effective and for you to be effective as an engineer manager or software engineer or wherever you are, you really need to get to know the people first. So don't be so purpose-driven. Yeah, that is very good advice indeed. So do you take that into your own um, way of working and what you're currently doing with IBM? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my first uh, few months have been really just sort of building relationships up with the software engineer managers, my peers, uh, my directs, um, and also working cross-functionally with the other teams. So that eventually that enables my team to uh, build the best software possible for uh, our customers. Yeah. Okay. So Doug, can you share with us your worst IT career moments and what you learned from that experience? Yeah. So uh, I'll reflect on a company I used to work for. Uh, It was called um, Viacom. Uh, So at the time I was hired as a software engineer director there. Um, It was my first real management job. Um, And over the course of a few years, we uh, worked on uh, different mobile applications for Android uh, for the Nickelodeon space. Uh, And we were successful at delivering those apps uh, on Google Play Store. Um, However, the business shifted uh, and there were a lot of changes. So unfortunately, I was let go uh, and the teams were no longer needed. Um, I think the first thing that I realized going through the layoff is, you know, I wanted to get back into the game, right? So I really had to kind of focus and and get a sense of where I wanted to go back into software engineering. Uh, You know, I went through the five levels or five stages of, of grief, if you will. Um, but, uh, at the same time, I learned a whole bunch of things as I was going through those, uh, those months trying to find a new job. I think the first thing that I had learned is that in order to be successful at interviewing, it's a skill, you have to practice it. So I worked, uh, with, a, a close friend of mine and we created a, a study group, uh, and we would go through the different exercises of behavioral interviews, code interviews, system design interviews. So really finding somebody was really important, uh, to, uh, level up and skill up on that. Uh, The second thing I had learned was um, just going out for walks and just stewing, trying to understand what's happening, where I want to go, how I can get better at my, you know, potential new career or new job that I'm going to be facing soon. Uh, So I did quite a bit of walks and I also um, started a journal. Um, I've uh, kind of followed a process called bullet journaling, uh, being able to just kind of reflect on the, the thoughts I've had and follow up on the items to sort of study and improve. Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay. In terms of what you've you've learned from that as well, what have you sort of taken forward? Um, I think the the, the biggest uh, learning from it is that uh, to keep the interview uh, skill set sharp, um, you have to do it, um, even though you have a uh, uh, you know a, a, a job. Uh, so I, I meet with them regularly. Uh, we talk about things. We we're actually we're working through. Uh, just becoming better software engineer managers, sharing stories about what he's going through, what I'm going through. And in, in fact, it actually kind of filters back to uh, better job performance, being able to handle situations better. Uh, and if, say, anything comes up, being okay at interviewing. Yep. Okay. Um, and Doug, can you share with us your IT career highlight or greatest success? Sure, yeah. So I think my biggest career highlight is actually growing new technical leads in a company called DealerTrack, as I described before. Um, yep. I think that uh, you know, uh, engineer managers are responsible for hiring, but they're also very responsible for uh, growing individuals uh, and finding sort of their career path. So 
I had these two teams. Um, I found uh, some opportunities for, for the two senior engineers already in the team that were leading the teams. Uh, they became principal engineers, and I helped sort of uh, coordinate uh, and find new initiatives at the company level uh, for them. And at the same time, I uh, bootstrapped two engineers in the team to uh, grow into technical leaders of that team. So focused on uh, three dimensions, obviously the technical mentorship, making sure that the team is going in the right direction by making the best decisions uh, possible. Uh, two is uh, mentoring others in the team and setting boundaries, making sure the team is going in the right direction. And three is some project management, uh, showing them the way of how to help negotiate with product owners, uh, ideates, uh, and uh, finding the best technical solutions. Yeah. So obviously you mentioned then, or just now about the fact that you've helped um, people develop into sort of leadership roles. How, how have you been able to do that within your team structure and the sort of boundaries that you have? Have you been able to sort of flex the sort of remit of what people are able to do? Yes, of course. Um, absolutely. You know, we're, when, uh, when we were having conversations about this, I was trying to find the individual strengths and how that could uh, help the team out in some way. Uh, one of the engineers uh, had uh, a particular knack at being able to uh, develop design docs and being able to have really clear conversations with one of our architects. So really helping sort of uh, find those opportunities for those individuals and making sure that the team is on the right direction with that, uh, with the tech lead. Yeah. Okay. So, Doug, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? I think uh, one of the things that excites me the most is uh, this concept called the developer's experience. Um, and there's many different facets to that. And, uh, you know, I was recently listening to a, uh, a podcast for uh, software called Software Engineering Daily. Uh, and they had an uh, engineer on there. His name is Martin Keppelman. Uh, and he wrote the book, uh, Designing Data Intensive Applications. And he talked through the pains of uh, system or legacy system migrations to new architecture, new modern uh, microservices and these things. And he said that there's a lot of opportunities ahead of uh, making it a bit easier to figure out ways to pipe data from one system to another by uh, agreeing on certain interfaces in these tools. So the developer's experience goes back to the pain that the engineer is going through, or maybe even the pleasure, if you will. Uh, so yep. these tools are definitely... Um, uh, opportunities for the uh, engineers to to leverage. Additionally, also, you know, uh, my engineering teams and the engineering teams I led, you know, there's quite a bit of code review. There's quite a bit of debate that happens. And there's obviously a lot of uh, collaboration that happens on, you know, these tools like GitHub and others. Um, I really like uh, where we're going. There's a thing called semantic code analysis, where, you know, you have these bots, AI, whatever you want to call it, uh, starting to really give clear feedback in the code reviews so that the engineers can spend time in other more interesting problems and solving the business problems, if you will, and less on having to review code and these things. So I think the developer's experience will continue to improve, uh, and I'm really excited about that. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Yes. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Uh, so I think it goes back to the story you told at the beginning. Uh, so when I was in high school, um, you know, I, I had this PC, I got into, uh, uh, PC games, 
Um, but it really even goes back even far, uh, farther than that. So I was a, uh, I grew up on Nintendo. I grew up on video games. And I remember when I was very young, um, having sort of this knack of, you know, we had this old television and I would sort of change the colors, the hues, just kind of make it a little bit more interesting while I played uh, Super Mario Brothers. And I think it was many years later that was sort of realized when, um, you know, I got my hands on the, the, the PC, started playing video games and this game called Half-Life, being able to yeah. do sort of, uh, you know, modify and, and, and change the game mechanics. Um, and also what was really interesting about that, uh, experience was it was my first, uh, my first, uh, uh, experience in working distributedly, uh, with other people across the globe while we were creating these, these modifications for, uh, for the game. So being able to work with people that I have never met, but work in the technology and be able to change things in its own world was very interesting to me. Yes. Yeah, that must've been very much so. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? I think uh, some years ago, I got this advice uh, to uh, write to the community. Um, so I have a few blogs that I've been running for the past few years, and I've been writing about software engineering, software engineering management, and everything in between. Um, I think the, the writing has helped me clarify the thinking, uh, my approach, uh, and really make sure that you know I have the detail and um, just sort of uh, being able to communicate uh, effectively. Uh, in fact, uh, I had created a, a blog post on my Medium account, um, uh, the one about blogging. Uh, and it actually has a graphic of sort of the process and procession I follow uh, while I write my blog posts. And it's very interesting. It's very meta. <laughs> right. Okay. And what is the worst career device you've ever received? Mm, I have to say probably a few years ago, I got the advice of making things up. Um, of course that yeah. obviously leads to disastrous consequences. I won't get into detail because I don't want to incriminate anybody, but, um, <laughs> more importantly, I think there were good intentions there. I think it had a lot to do with, uh, the fact that, you know, priorities were in question. So clarifying the priorities with your, uh, your partners and product and project management and making sure that those priorities are clear. Uh, the last thing you don't want to do is, uh, or last thing you want to do is make things up or not do things. Uh, but working closely with those uh, those individuals in the role and making sure that priorities are clear, um, that's what I try to focus on in the future. Yes. Yeah. If you were to begin your IT career again in today's world, what would you do? Mm, I would have to say if I had to start again, um, I think reflecting on all the stories and what I've been through, uh, technical is very important. The detail obviously matters in software engineering. Uh, but uh, one thing I did not index on well, I think, is building relations with others and, and finding partnerships for collaboration. I know that's pretty yeah. cliche, but you know, the more and more I work with teams with software engineers and others, uh, the more and more it becomes important for the, the end result for the customer, the, the, the best software, software delivery you can uh, provide to those customers. So finding ways to collaborate um, and building partnerships and the soft skills, I think is probably something I would do and focus more on at the beginning. Yes. Okay. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? I think right now in my career, um, uh, one of the things I'm trying to index on is becoming better as a software engineer manager. So I'm focusing heavily on the meta of my role. Um, you know, I think it's a lot of, uh, reading books. So, you know, there's a few books that are great for managers out there, 
uh, in the tech space. Uh, Manager's Path by Camille Fournier is a very good one. Uh, Systems of Engineering Management by Will Larson is another. And uh, the other one I just read, Resilient Management by Lara Hogan. Uh, All these books are really great. Um, I also applied a few of those lessons in those books and had some success out of it. In fact, um, one of my blog posts actually uh, went to a a mailing list called uh, Software Lead uh, Weekly by Oren Ellenbogen. Uh, I think it was number 380, What is a Software Engineering Anyway?, was published there, and it kind of crystallizes a lot of the the things I'm learning about being a software engineer manager. And I was really appreciative that he had picked up that uh, that blog post. And what's the number one non technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Uh, I think the the number one non technical skill is being able to have conversations with software engineers and finding humor. Um, I've been known to share sort of XKCD, which is a comic strip, if you will, of uh, software engineering humor in a timely fashion. So for instance, when I think one of the engineers were discussing things about uh, trying to find the right uh, algorithm to generate a random uh, GUID or whatever it was, uh, I would literally drop in uh, the comic uh, fair dice roll, if you will, right? And there's a lot of like small even though it's technical, but it's non-technical, really communicating uh, with them in some way. And I think it goes back to building trust and respect with them. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? Um, I think it's, um, I think it's focusing on hobbies. Uh, and one of my biggest hobbies right now is actually scale pla- or plastic scale modeling. Um, I, uh, I, the, the subject is, uh, scale models for cars. Uh, and I really appreciate, uh, the procession, the, uh, the tactileness, if you will, where software engineering is not so much tactile, although mechanical keyboards are pretty interesting. Um, but it's just going through the process, the technique and being able to start, uh, a project and completing it. And there's a lot of lessons learned, a lot of failures and successes, but, um, I think, Focusing on hobbies outside of software is something that I do. Good. Okay. It leads on to the next question as well. So what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Sure. Yeah. So um, apart from scale modeling, um, you know, spending time with my family. Uh, Recently, as we're going through this pandemic, um, I've been uh, homeschooling my four-year-old daughter. So I've learned a lot of lessons there and I have a lot of respect for teachers. Uh, (laughs) Yes. In fact, just seeing my four-year-old trying to show her how to write uh, ABCs and one, two, threes, the mirror effect of how they write uh, letters and numbers backwards and how they self-correct is really, really interesting. It's something I hadn't learned. Um, And uh, motorcycling as well. Uh, I've been motorcycling for the past uh, 13 years uh, and uh, just enjoy it. Yeah, good. And can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energized audience? Sure. Yeah. So um, I think the the one thing I'm reflecting on is uh, a book I read some some years ago, uh, and the book's name is called "What You uh, What Got You Here Won't Get You There" by Marshall Goldsmith, and uh, it's a great book for uh, becoming a better leader. But he had uh, a quick story about uh, receiving feedback, uh, and um, you know he says that you know when you receive feedback, it's a gift. And you should simply say thank you and take it in uh, and reflect on it. Um, you know, we 
have problems always with, uh, with feedback when it comes to being objective, right? And um, a lot of um, previous experience I've had had is sort of when I know feedback's coming, I usually tense, tense up or lash out later uh, saying, hey, that's not correct, that's not right, or, or, or having those sort of uh, resistive conversations. But now I become enlightened by reading that book and uh, just sitting back saying thank you, nodding my head. And then it's up for yeah. you to decide how to implement it. It can make you a better person. Indeed. Yeah, it is a tricky one, isn't it? Being able to sort of understand and try and be subjective about criticism. Absolutely. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Yeah, uh, so I have a, uh, a Twitter handle. It's Doug Curie. I also have two uh, blogs, uh, one on Medium and one on Dev2. Uh, and the handle is SolidEye, S-O-L-I-D-I. Great. Doug, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks, Phil. Hi, Phil here again. Now, if you thought about being a guest on the show yourself, or you have somebody in mind that might be a good guest, please do let me know. You can reach me on Twitter, where I'm at PhilTechCareer, or you can find me on LinkedIn, or you can even contact me through the website, which is itcareerenergizer.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.